Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, October 8th, 2022 Michigan State Spartans edition of the Land Grant Holy Land Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or if you are cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. This afternoon at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing in that state up north, head coach Ryan Day's third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will take on the Michigan State Spartans, coached by former Ohio State assistant Mel Tucker. This is the first time all season, despite the fact that we are more than a week into the month of October, that the Buckeyes are playing outside of the friendly confines of Ohio Stadium. The Buckeyes enter the game with a 5-0 undefeated record, while Sparty is 2-3 on the season. The game will air on ABC at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, an unusual window, but it means that Chris Fowler will provide play-by-play with the blue-eyed Buckeye Kirk Herbstreet on color commentary and the GOAT Holly Rowe reporting from the sidelines. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM, where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary with Matt Andrews on the sidelines. As of recording time, the forecast shows 54 degrees under sunny skies in East Lansing at kickoff time, with a 0% chance of rain. That generally means it's going to rain, because anytime you get a 0% chance of anything when it comes to the weather, it almost never happens. But they are forecasting a wind of around 16 miles per hour coming from the west-southwest. 
Coming into the weekend, Ohio State is ranked third in both the AP and coaches polls, receiving 10 first place votes in the media poll and seven in the coaches. The Buckeyes sit just 33 points behind Georgia in the AP poll for number two and 35 behind number one, Alabama. On the coaches' side, they are 53 points behind UGA for second and 76 behind the Tide for first. The Buckeyes are currently in a three-team tie at the top of the Big Ten East as they are undefeated along with the Knits and the Corn and Blue. Michigan State is in last place in the division at 0-2, tied with Rutgers. In the West, six of the division's seven teams are tied for first place at 1-1 in the Big Ten. The only team not lumped at the top is the 0-2 Wisconsin Badgers, who fired their coach Paul Christ last week. The other ranked Big Ten teams are the number four Har Boys and the number 10 Nits. Maryland, Minnesota, Illinois, and Purdue are also receiving votes. Even though sports betting will not be legal in the Buckeye State until the calendar flips to 2023, let's turn our attention to the lines for today's game, which opened with Ohio State as a 24.5 point favorite according to DraftKings Sportsbook. However, that number has actually risen since the beginning of the week and now sits at 27 points as of recording time, with the over-under number set at 65 points. Michigan State's money line is set at plus 1,700, while Ohio State's is at minus 5,000. Ohio State is 2-2-1 against the spread this season, having pushed against Rutgers last week, while the Spartans are 2-3. OSU has gone over its points total in three of its five games this season, while Michigan State has only hit the over in one of five games. The favorite has actually covered in each of Michigan State's last six games, so that's good for the Buckeyes, and eight of MSU's last nine games against teams from the state of Ohio have gone under the total points number. Looking at a few individual prop bets on the Buckeyes side, according to DraftKings, they have set the over-unders for C.J. Stroud at 330.5 passing yards and and 3.5 passing touchdowns and one half interception. In terms of receiving, they have over-unders for Buckeye receivers at 79.5 yards and half a touchdown for Emeka Egbuka and 76.5 yards and half a score for Marvin Harrison Jr. One guy who does not have any over-under numbers for this game is wide receiver Jackson Smith in Jigba. Although Ryan Day said that he was week to week and he was seen at practice by members of the media this week, I would be shocked if he actually played this week. And in fact, I'd probably be a little pissed off about it, uh, considering that the Buckeyes will have their bye week next week, giving him extra time to get back as close to 100% as possible before the stretch run in the Big Ten. Another injured Buckeye who is apparently practicing but will likely not return this week is Jordan Hancock. Day revealed during his Tuesday press conference that the cornerback was back to practicing full go, but that they would keep him out until at least Iowa after the off week, and they will play it by ear when that game comes. Trevion Henderson, on the other hand, is expected to be back, as Day said that the running back was very close to playing last week against Rutgers, but the medical staff held him out as he felt some discomfort in his foot during pregame warmups. They do expect him to be ready to go this week, but when it comes to Ohio State injuries, who the hell knows what is going on anymore. It is also looking good for safety and potential emergency cornerback Cam Martinez to return this week, too. However, I will say with this game not being expected to be particularly close, I would not be surprised if Ryan Day and company held guys out if they were even close to being a game time decision because chances are they're not going to need them. And with the bye week coming up, it would be much better to get them ready to play Iowa and Penn State to close out the month of October.
Michigan State's All-American wide receiver Jaden Reed has been pretty beaten up throughout this season in some pretty unusual ways. He's had everything from a, quote, pretty deep cut on his back from sliding into a bench and getting his back cut up. He's also had issues with his foot and his hip this season. Quarterback Peyton Thorne said of his receiver following last week's game against Maryland, quote, do I think he's 100%? Probably not. But I don't think he's at 50% either. Whether or not that percentage has improved throughout this week heading up to today's game is yet to be seen, but he has not necessarily produced how anyone expected him to this season. And who knows, if he does get close to being more healthy than he has been throughout the year, he could be a difference maker on the outside for the Spartans. Like Reed, the Michigan State team as a whole has not had the season that they likely would have expected and definitely not what they would have wanted. They opened the season with a 35-13 win over Western Michigan and followed it up with a 52-0 skunking of Akron. However, it has gone downhill rather precipitously from there. First, they lost 39-28 to Washington, then 34-7 to Minnesota in their Big Ten opener, and then 27-13 to Maryland last week. Allowing 33 points per game in each of the last three weeks, the Spartans' defense has been uncharacteristically porous this season, coming into the game with the 99th-ranked defense in terms of yards allowed, 418.8 per game, and the 115th-ranked pass defense at 275 yards per game. You know that Ryan Day, C.J. Stroud, Brian Hartline, and all of those wide receivers are licking their lips looking at those numbers. Sparty's offense hasn't been much better this season either, coming in at 92nd in total offense at 370.4 yards per game and 88th in scoring offense at 27 points per game. To put those numbers into perspective, Ohio State enters the game with the country's top-ranked scoring offense, putting up 48.8 points per game in the third-ranked total offense at 529.6 yards per contest. The Buckeyes are 11th nationally in rushing yards per game at 226.2 and 18th in passing at 303.4, a number that I am sure Stroud et al. would love to improve upon after last week's relatively underwhelming showing against Rutgers. On defense, OSU has the number 10 total defense, something that Ryan Day was saying he was hoping for this season. We'll see if they can close out the season like that, but the turnaround has been impressive. They've allowed just 263.8 yards per game. They also have the 7th rated passing defense at 153.4 yards per game and 14th ranked scoring defense at 14.8 points allowed per game. What a difference a year and a competent defensive coordinator makes. Am I right? Looking at some individual statistical rankings, either due to poor numbers or not enough attempts to qualify, Michigan State does not have anyone in the top 100 nationally in rushing, receiving, or passing yards per game at this point in the season. However, Ohio State's Mayan Williams is 20th nationally in rushing yards per game, Mecca Egbuka is 10th in receiving yards, and C.J. Stroud is 28th in passing yards. After having you know less than 160 passing yards last week, I am sure he would like to make up the difference against Michigan State. The Spartans' leading rusher is Jalen Berger, who is putting up just over 60 yards per game, and Keon Coleman is at 61.6 yards receiving per contest. The aforementioned off-injured Jaden Reed comes in at 47.3 receiving yards per outing. Quarterback Peyton Thorne is ninth in the Big Ten at 224.2 passing yards per game. 
And on the defensive side of the ball, Michigan State senior cornerback Kendall Brooks is fourth in the Big Ten, averaging 9.4 tackles per game, while fifth-year linebacker Ben Van Samirian is seventh with 8.6. When you've got two guys in the top 10 in tackles, that's saying a lot about how many plays your defense is allowing. Junior edge rusher Jacoby Windmon, who transferred from UNLV this season, leads the conference in both tackles for loss with eight and sacks with 5.5. However, all of his sacks and 6.5 of his eight tackles for loss came in the team's first two games of the season against non-Power 5 opponents. Okay, after a quick break, we will wrap up today's show with some historical notes about the Ohio State and Michigan State series, the game's advanced analytics, and predictions for today's outcome. Welcome back. Now, let's take a look at the series history between the two teams. The Buckeyes and Spartans have played 50 times in their history, with the Buckeyes owning a 35-15 record. That includes a six-game winning streak that dates back to 2016. The last time that MSU beat the Buckeyes was in one of the most frustrating games in recent memory, when, in 2015, Urban Meyer forgot that he had the best running back in the country in Ezekiel Elliott in his backfield and allowed his offense to wither away to nothingness and lose 17-14, essentially ending the Buckeyes' chance to repeat as college football playoff national champions. From 2011 to 2015, the two teams alternated wins over the span of five games, including the Spartans' Big Ten title victory in 2013. However, dating back to John Cooper's final season in 2000, Ohio State is 15-3 against the Green and White. If the Buckeyes are able to win today and then again next year in 2023, they will tie the longest win streak in the series at 8, which OSU put together from 1975 to 1984. During Ohio State's current six-game win streak, the Buckeyes are outscoring the Spartans 38.3 points to 9 points per game. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics. The Buckeyes currently sit at number two in the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly. They are behind only Alabama. The Buckeyes have the top-ranked offense and the eighth-ranked defense. Their special teams are slowly climbing back towards respectability and are up to 93rd this week. Michigan State comes in at 37th, according to SP+, with the 32nd-ranked offense, 41st-ranked defense, and 125th-ranked special teams. To be honest, those numbers, not the special teams, but the rest of the numbers don't exactly pass the smell test to me. They seem to have a lot of leftover data from the 2021 season baked in when Sparty was moderately competitive. That has not been the case thus far in 2022, and I feel like this might be one of those instances where the model hasn't effectively adjusted for the differences between last year and this year's teams. Connolly's model, however, does project Ohio State to win by a score of 39 to 21. That would be an under and not a cover if you are using SP Plus for betting purposes. But as I've said before, SP Plus has an inherent tendency that is well beyond my mathematical understandings to somehow undervalue Ohio State's offense, despite ranking it as the best in the country. So take that for what it's worth. I am not putting a whole lot of stock in that point total. However, Connolly does give the Buckeyes an 85% win probability. 
ESPN's Football Power Index, a different analytics system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP Plus, also has Ohio State at second and gives the Buckeyes a 36.4% chance to finish the regular season undefeated and then win their conference title. That is the best in the country, ahead of number one Alabama's 30.5%, Clemson's 20.9%, and Georgia's 18%. The formula also gives the Buckeyes a 24.5% chance to win the national title, behind only Alabama's 41.2%. UGA comes in at 16.1%, a more than 5% drop from last week, and no other team is above Clemson's 6%. FPI has Michigan State at 34th. Football Outsiders F-Plus has the Buckeyes as the top-ranked team in the country with the number one offense by a considerable margin, as well as the number seven defense. To put these numbers in perspective, Alabama has the number two offense and the number one defense in F-Plus. However, Ohio State at number seven is closer to having the number one defense than the Tide at number two is to having the number one offense. F-Plus has the Spartans at 43rd. And finally, the most fun predictions model that we look at every week, the NCAA Game Simulator spits out an average score of 39.5 points for the Buckeyes to 13.4 for Michigan State, thanks to 717 simulations as of recording time. As I have been reminding folks as we use this, the more information that the simulator has to plug in as the weeks go on into the season, the more accurate its predictions will become. So it is still working things out. We will see if it gets more accurate as we get closer to the end of the season. However, the simulator shows just 6.3% of the simulated games were decided by less than 5 points, and only 1% went to overtime. The simulator had OSU winning 95.1% of the games and winning by more than 20 points in 68.6% of the time. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through some of the biggest non-Buckeye v. Spartan games of the day. Of course, all times are Columbus time. You can start your day off on FS1 with the greatest story in college football this season, and perhaps history, the undefeated and 19th ranked Kansas Jayhawks will host the number 17 TCU Horn Frogs. If you do not have this game already inked into your schedule for early afternoon, I don't think that you can actually call yourself a college football fan. But if a ranked versus ranked helmet game in Lawrence doesn't get your heart racing, turn to ESPN as the number eight Tennessee Volunteers will visit Death Valley and the number 25 LSU Tigers. There's also something called the Red River something or other between two unranked teams happening at ABC on noon as well. I don't know why anyone would watch that game when you have a top 20 matchup in Lawrence, Kansas, but you do you. In the half an hour before OSU's game starts, future Big Ten member number 18 UCLA will host number 11 Utah on Fox at 3.30. Then tonight, number one Alabama will host Texas A&M at 8 p.m. on CBS, which is a very unusual window for the SEC on CBS Game of the Week. In Pac-12 after dark action, number 12 Oregon will visit Arizona at 9 p.m. on the Pac-12 network, but you don't get that channel, so you can go ahead and ignore that. Then in the Sickos game of the week, Hawaii will travel to San Diego State at 10.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. Last week was clearly the Mayan Williams game, and I don't think that there is a single person in all of Buckeye Nation who wasn't ecstatic for him for his output against Rutgers. However, I do have a feeling that C.J. Stroud and all of his receivers 
will look to come out and put on a show after not having the greatest of weeks against the Scarlet Knights, especially considering they are playing the 115th ranked pass defense in the country. I personally respect Mel Tucker. I've been a fan of his since he came and spoke to my fraternity when he was a defensive assistant in Columbus. But his team, which is made up of a lot of transfer players, is a bit of a dumpster fire right now. And I think that Stroud will throw for more yards in this game than he ever has against a Big Ten opponent. His current intra-conference high mark was against, you guessed it, Michigan State last year, in which he put up 432 yards. I think that he will do at least 450, even though I don't think he will play in the fourth quarter, and that he will throw touchdowns to at least four pass catchers. I'm not saying that he will have four touchdown passes, one to each person. I think he will probably have more than that, just that four different people will catch scores from the quarterback. I think that you will see another impressively stifling defensive performance this week from the Buckeyes. If defensive coordinator Jim Knowles hasn't been incredibly open about how giving up big plays is part of how his units operate, I would be tempted to call for a shutout this week, but I'm not going to do that today. However, I do think that the Silver Bullets will keep the Spartan offense to under 250 yards of total offense. Ultimately, I'm going Ohio State 59, Michigan State 10. All right, that's all that we have for you today in the pregame. We will have an instant reaction podcast within an hour or so after the game is over. As always, Land Grant Holy Land will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33. You can also find me personally at Matt. If you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land's one-of-a-kind podcasting network. We are turning out nearly two podcasts every single day throughout the college football season, bringing you the news, analysis, and discussion that you need to be the most informed Buckeye fan possible. We are also bringing you unique voices, topics, and perspectives that you won't find anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. So with all of that out of the way, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.